I look forward to the time each and every week that we spend around the Lord's table. The Lord said, do this in remembrance of me. And we choose to do that. And he says, as often as you do that, do it in remembrance of me. And we choose to do it every Sunday. I feel like it's a very important time for us. Uh, we can never let it become um, something that is just routine or not meaningful. And we, we are well aware of that. But that time when we really get to stop and remember our friend, Jesus. Today we're going to talk about friendship. And the fact is, we could talk, if you're going to talk about friendship, there's probably nothing better to talk about than Jesus Christ, our Lord and risen Savior. Amen? Amen. Because you're not going to find a better friend than that. You're not going to find somebody who can give you your salvation besides Jesus Christ. But instead, let's take a different approach to what friendship is today in today's world. Instead of looking at the friendship that Jesus offers us, let's assume that we all know the fact that Jesus is our friend, the ultimate friend, if you will. And now let's take that and think, what can we do as people who are friends? What can we do to offer friendship? And what kind of friend should we be to others? Well, I think it kind of comes back to that old saying, WWJD. Have you heard that before? What would Jesus do? What kind of friend would he be? And we can't compare it to the kind of friend that he would be. We understand that. But what we can do is our best. We can try to be a Christian friend to all the people we know. Just so happens, by the way, that today is Happy Friendship Day. Today's Friendship Day. Happy Friendship Day to each and every one of you. I look around the room and I see some I've just met today. And I see a bunch of friends is what I see. People who are here to worship God. And to me, that makes us friends. And maybe some closer than others. Maybe you know more about me and I know more about you. Uh, but the fact is, I want to say Happy Friendship Day. And if you if you like bracelets or uh, friendship bracelets of the sort, we've got some at each door for you on the way out today. Some of them say WWJD on them. And what I'd like to ask you to do is if, if you do wear that kind of thing, grab one. And if not, that's okay. But if you do, wear it. Wear it this week. And every time you see it, think, am I being a good friend? Am I being the kind of friend that Jesus would want me to be? I hope that can serve as a reminder for us this week of what friendship can mean in our faith. Let's look at this verse from Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verse 12. It's kind of hard to read, but it, uh, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If they fall down, they can help each other up. Uh, but pity those who fall and have no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can only one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Folks, that's what having a church family is all about right there. That's what having friends in Christ is all about. And that's what you being a friend to others can be all about. It's like that old song, um, what was it, Three, three Dog Night? One is the loneliest number. But the fact is, when you have a church family, you're not alone. When you have Jesus in your heart, you're not alone. So let's strengthen each other. Let's build each other up. And today, let's look at what it means for us to offer friendship to others. What are friends? Well, first, 
I'll say, friends are helpful. Friends are the kind of people that when someone falls down, you help them up. They're going to pray for you. They're going to give you their stuff if you need it. They're going to go to a movie with you. They're, they're going to talk about baseball. They're going to encourage you. They are going to have your back. Think about that for a second. Are you being a good friend? We could always be better friends, right? Romans 12, 13, and then to verse 15 says this, When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Then verse 15 says, Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Now, think about this for a minute. That's really, being helpful is what Christians do, isn't it? Oftentimes, we try, and if not, we should. And there's many different ways that we should be able to help each other. Sometimes it's just being there for each other. The second part of that verse, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. See, the design, or maybe the point of friendship is to not be left alone in hardships and to not be left alone in good times. In times of sadness and times of joy, we are there for each other. We share in these things. Luke chapter 15, verse 6 says, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Now, remember that story? Christ telling the parable about, about the good shepherd. He had a hundred sheep. One of them was lost. One of them. And what did he do? He searched and he searched and he searched until he found that lost sheep. And then when he came back, he celebrated by himself. No, that's not what the scripture says. It says he wanted him to rejoice with me. Rejoice together. We're going to share whenever we have bad things going on. We need prayer. But let's also share our praises. Let's share our reasons to rejoice. And let's remind each other of the greatest reason to rejoice every day. Our greatest reason to rejoice being our best friend, Jesus. So friends are helpful and they share. I'm blessed by... Uh, some of you all share with me. Not too long ago, I got some corn on my door. Now, actually, that's happened a couple times. One time, Mike told me he was bringing corn. I'm not talking about that time, Mike, but that was good corn, too. Uh, but a few weeks ago, I got some corn on my door. I'd come back. I'm not even sure where we were, and I found corn on my door. And I, someone was blessed, blessed me. They shared some delicious corn with me. I grilled it that night. And it took me about three weeks to find out it was you, Bruce. Thank you. Teresa, thank you for the corn. Sharing. But again, it's not just that physical stuff or that food. And if you might want tomatoes, i got plenty to share. Just let me know. Mine are better than Ryan Childers. <clears throat> Told you I'd get the pulpit later. <laughs> but what about that second part when it said, be happy with those and to be weep with those? See, we have to offer comfort and encouragement as friends. Something that we should offer daily. If somebody has something sad in their lives, it's not our job to say, that's not very sad, or to ignore it. I believe, I believe Job said something about his friends really didn't help him out much because they didn't offer comfort when he was going through so many devastating things. You can read about his story in the book of Job. But as Christians, I believe that we should offer comfort and encouragement and continue to do so daily. And I believe that we do that here at Hartford Christian Church. That's really... 
it comes down to a responsibility, doesn't it? See, if we as a church family do not encourage each other to worship, to live right, to be here when we worship together, then we're not doing our jobs. If we as a church family can't offer comfort, then we're not doing our jobs. But I feel that we do good at this. It's friendship. What else are friends? We know that friends are helpful, but friends are also loyal. And there's so many different examples you could use for this. I put the picture of the dog up there because dogs can naturally be loyal. Maybe sometimes more loyal than people we think that are our friends. Right? Sometimes. Sometimes. But never really truly as loyal as a friend could be. A friend could be. There's so many examples of loyalty in the scripture. But I'm going to share this one with you today. I think it's maybe one of the best ones besides the example of Christ. And that would be Christ's great, 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 many, many times, grandmother, Ruth. The story of Ruth. Here is a widow who is living with her deceased husband's mother, her mother-in-law. And her mother-in-law decides... To go back. Naomi decided to go back to Bethlehem. Go back to Israel. Ruth wasn't from there. She was a foreigner to that land. Naomi even says, you know what? You can stay behind. You can stay with your family. You don't have to go. But Ruth insists. Because Naomi's her friend. Naomi's her family. She says, where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me. Be it ever so severely, if anything, but death separates you and me. That's friendship, isn't it? Because she could have easily gone back home, lived out her life, been with people who spoke her own language, been with people she was familiar with, customs she was familiar with. But instead, she went back to Israel with her mother-in-law. That is loyalty. And I believe that true friendship tells us that we should have loyalty to each other. Now, that doesn't mean that we say that each other is right no matter what. That's not what true loyalty is. True loyalty is being able to say, I'm your friend no matter what. No matter what. At all times, I'm your friend. Even if you're wrong. But I might have to tell you when you're wrong. Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times. Or loves always, if you want to write that down in your bulletin. And a brother is born for time of for a time of adversity. Loves at all times. Now that one might be harder to grasp, huh? What if a friend comes up and smacks me in the face? I still gotta love him then? I still gotta be loyal to him then? Yes, you do. Sometimes being a Christian isn't the easiest thing in the world. Does that mean you let him come up and smack you again? No, it doesn't. Don't let anybody hit you, right? That's not what we're trying to do here. Does, does that mean that you approve of everything a friend does? Of course not. But you love them regardless. Now, what if Christ lived by the other set of rules? What if he only loved us if we never smacked him across the face? What if he only loved us if we were completely obedient at all times. 
Folks, I'm glad that's not how my friend Jesus loves, aren't you? So therefore, we've got to love at all times. Even when it breaks our heart, when we see others falling astray. We've also got to be trustworthy. Proverbs 11:13 says, A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. Trustworthy. We've got to be able to keep secrets. Now, let's talk about this one for a second. Because sometimes secrets aren't good. If someone's been hurt, are going to be hurt, or threatening uh, violence, that's not a good secret to keep. But has anybody, let's keep it real now, has anybody ever said to you, look, I want to tell you something and I don't want you to tell anybody else. We've all had that happen, haven't we? Now, have you ever gone and told somebody else when you shouldn't have? I would say that probably each and every one of us has. If you promise someone, I won't say anything, whether you really want to tell your buddy or not, you've made a promise. And if you're going to be a good friend, you've got to be trustworthy. You've got to be able to keep those secrets, whatever they may be. Trustworthiness means being honest. means truth-telling. means keeping your word. Which really leads into another part of what friends are. Friends are honest. Talking about sincere. Talking about integrity. Talking about free from deceit. That's a good definition of honesty. Right? Where there's nothing but truth. There's no deceit at all. Christ talks about this honesty in Matthew 5.37. says, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Let your yes mean yes. Sometimes that's hard to do, isn't it? I mean, we all sit there and think, well, yeah, of course, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. But has anybody ever asked you to do something? And instead of just saying no because you didn't want to do it, you came up with a reason or an excuse. Or you said, oh, yeah, I might. I might. When deep down inside, you knew very well you did not want to do that. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. When you can really shoot straight. When you can really shoot straight with people. It can really mean a lot for your character. And it's hard to do. And I don't think any of us have ever been 100% successful on this. But if you just shoot straight, people are going to believe you, aren't they? Now, maybe we make it harder on each other because if someone just tells you a straight no, oftentimes you might want to give them a hard time. Uh, You might want to try to convince them. Don't know that there's anything wrong with that. But, again, as people of integrity, sincere integrity... Let your yes mean yes. Let your no mean no. Now, another part about honesty that I think we need to cover, about what it means to be a good friend. Like I said at the beginning, some of us might be closer than others. Even though I would consider you all my friend. Some of us might be closer than others. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it had, that honesty gives you a license to be mean-spirited. Your opinion does not equal fact. Right? I think we all know that. Ephesians 4.29, I'm going to kind of make my point here with this. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful 
so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Now, let's say, for example, you didn't like this sermon today. And I come up to you afterwards and I say, hey, did you like my sermon today? That calls for honesty, doesn't it? You should probably shoot straight at me and say, you know, it probably wasn't my favorite one. That does not mean that if you didn't like my sermon today, that you should take it upon yourself to seek me out to let me know that today was awful. You can do that if you want to. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. Um, But you see where I'm going there. Honesty is not a license to be rude or mean-spirited. If you don't like something, it is not your job to go and give someone your opinion. Because the fact is, maybe you don't think today's sermon is good, but maybe somebody else does. Thank you, Amy. This is why I married you. (laughs) But Amy will probably be the first one to tell you that she can be straight and honest with me. And I don't always like it. (laughs) But being honest also takes on a different meaning. Let's go deeper with this here. If you have a friend who doesn't know Jesus... It's time to be honest with them. And every single one of you right now can say, yes, I do have a friend that doesn't know Jesus. Folks, it's time to be honest with them. The hours are ticking down. The days are getting crossed off the calendar. The seconds are ticking away. You see, because one day soon, my friend Jesus is coming back. So we have to be able to Tell the truth right now. Yes, you're my friend. And because you're my friend, I have to tell you, it's time to follow Jesus. It's time to get committed. It's time to have that conviction that, yes, I'm going to obey. And it's time to see this in action. 1 John 3.18. Last verse of the day. Let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth By our actions. Folks, we're talking about truth in action. Yes, we should be able to go and tell our friend today about our Lord and our best friend Jesus. Yes, we should. But we've also got to show them. That's how we live our lives. We can't say one thing and do another. We've got to have those behaviors that match that belief. We've got to be able to show our faith in action and in attitude every single day. We've got to let our yes mean yes and our no mean no. We've got to be able to be trustworthy people. Because when the world sees the trustworthiness of a Christian, when the world sees that these Christians, they they do have a certain kind of behavior. They do show the truth in their actions. Folks, I promise you, I promise you, people are going to come to Christ. So what are our friends... I think Michael W. Smith might have said it best. Friends are friends forever. If the Lord's the Lord of them. And a friend will not say never. Because the welcome will not end. Though it's hard to let you go. In the Father's hands we know. That a lifetime's not too long. To live as friends. So you want to keep your friends? And you want to keep them forever? Let's make sure our friends know the Lord. Happy Friendship Day. Would you all please bow with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for sending us your Son, our best friend, Jesus. Help us now, Lord, to go 
and be the kind of friends that we should be to our neighbors, to our family, to folks we work with, to folks we just might see at the store. Help us to set that example, Lord, to show truth in our action. Lord, we know that the days are drawing near when you will return. Help us to take seriously our responsibility just now as people who can offer help in the most crucial way, this most crucial spiritual way, by telling them about the forgiveness that you have given us through your Son. Lord, I ask a blessing upon all those here today. Uh, May they go encouraged and ready to serve you. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen.